1: We hope oh that god, you enjoy the show. What's up everybody? Welcome to Polly and Monks. I am your host, Polly David, and with me as always is my co-host, fiance, love of my life, Ed Marco. But you can call him Monks because everybody else does. Hi Monks.
2: Hey Polly, I have a question for you. Oh god. Do you wanna build a snowman? Do you
1: wanna build a snowman? <laughs> Not really. I fucking hate the cold weather. <laughs> I don't. I, I really – if I can live – I mean I'm lucky to live in Los Angeles. Um, but if I can live somewhere that was even hotter, like I would be cool in like 100-degree weather every day.
2: But it's like going to rain here like a torrential downpour. It's going to be our
1: own polar vortex. Well, every time it rains in California, like even if it's a sprinkle, it's like Storm watch 2014. Not that we're dramatic in any way at all. But it is kind of rainy. I mean it is. <laughs> For us, we didn't get any precipitation all year. But we're supposed to get six inches of rain tomorrow. Nice. How do they measure that. Um, <laughs> so, you want? To, is it weird that we're broadcasting from our house? No, I think it's kind of cool. It's on location to another very famous place. So we broadcast from you know Toad Hop Network Studios, where you guys listen to us on ToadHopNetwork.com and on iTunes. Uh, and our Toad Hop Studios are moving from Hollywood to a new location and. We're so excited about it. But as they do that, we're broadcasting from various locations. So we're going to be at hotels. We're going to be on sets. We're going to be you – and know, right now we're at our dining room table.
2: Well, we've also broadcasted from all over. We, we were at the Grey's Anatomy set before. Yeah. Greek Film Festival.
1: Yeah, it's really fun.
2: Coco's <laughs> Dressing Room in Las Vegas. At Peep
1: Show. Yeah. That was fun. Her ass is huge. I – love it i kind of would love to just do this all the time yeah you know what's weird though like i don't not everyone's gonna want to come to our house though right right and then we might have to start serving dinner and it's just gonna be too much work and then you're gonna hear everyone like eating while we're you know recording this show (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm excited because we have a really well-rounded entertainer with us today. His name is Christopher Daniels, and he is an adult entertainer, porn star, escort, and he has a new book out called Money's on the Dresser, and it's really, really insightful. So we're going to talk to Christopher in a little bit. We are going to be, we have a lot of appearances coming up. Some we can't announce yet because they might be prides, and some prides conflict with each other and pride <laughs> politics, um, and some we can't. So we are going to be hosting a poolside – oh, this is so fun. We just announced it this week. We're going to be hosting a poolside show from the new Tropicana in Las Vegas. They have a Saturday – the uh, Las Vegas' first Saturday gay pool party called Exposed. That's going to be so Tropicana, fun. We're going to do a poolside broadcast. I'm really excited about it. Um, are you going to get tanned ahead of time or are you just going to get tanned there? Uh, I'm going to starve and then probably tan ahead of time. Yeah. Starve? There's yeah. no reason for that. Well, for me there is, for you there's not. So I don't know about it's going to be just really fun. We're going to announce some special guests. Um but not today. And <laughs> it's going to be I can't wait. It's really neat. And you know we love the new Tropicana.
2: Pools good, Vegas good. We're all about that. Tropicana good.
1: <laughs> they did like a what, like a 300 million dollar renovation.
2: Yeah, that it's the Bagatelle. That's their uh, new spot.
1: Well, it was, but it's not anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's now. It's now. Uh, they're renting that out to various. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, different people, and it's it's so beautiful there. So so beautiful. It's gorgeous. On March fifteenth, we're going to be at the Outfest Fusion Gala. <coughs> excuse me, at the Egyptian Theater and in the, Los Angeles. Uh,
2: One of the the guests is going to be one of our former guests from the show.
1: And one of our best friends, Alec Mappa, is going to receive the Fusion Achievement Award for 2014, and they're going to screen Baby Daddy. Um, So you guys know that Alec is one of our best friends, and... And he has a kid named Zion who we love, and he does a stand up pretty much based on being a gay dad. This is the reason why we need to have kids. So, what happened the day that they? So, they're gonna, it's the premiere of Baby Daddy, his new stand up special.
2: So, the DVD's ready?
1: Yeah, the DVD's ready. What happened the day we were shooting Baby Daddy?
2: The day we were supposed to be in it, uh, Paulie probably doesn't remember, but unfortunately, he got in a car accident on the way. Yeah. And so he lost his, he lost, had a little bit of memory loss, which is weird because you were slurring while you were talking. That is weird. Yeah. And, yeah. and this time you weren't actually intoxicated. Because, bitch, I am on it. <laughs> and you were, yeah, you were just a bag of a mess. You were yeah. very emotional and, we later went to the hospital that day. So we completely missed the whole uh, taping of that show. I
1: was on my, We were on our way. They filmed it at the uh, Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center. I was right. on my way because I was supposed to watch his kid that day and <laughs> be on camera and stuff. And I, I got into a car accident on the way there.
2: So instead, we took Zion with us to the, to the hospital, hus- to the clinic so they can get you checked out. So that, <laughs> that wasn't traumatic good for him. Time.
1: Good times. Good times. Uh, Monks, I know you need to step away. But I want to bring in our guest, amazing, super hot, by the way, uh, really fun, smart guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Christopher Daniels.
0: Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's
1: good to see you. Thank you for coming to our house.
0: Of course, we're kind of neighbors, so it it uh, really is no problem at all.
1: This is our first broadcast from home. Yeah, which is so nice because right after this, I can just watch the Golden Girls. Yeah, like, you guys are already in your pajamas, so it's, I know it's yeah, okay. Much am. Yeah. Uh, I I. You're lucky I put on pants, but <laughs> I'm not wearing them until you called me. Thank yeah. you for being here. Thank you for I having love me. Your book. Thank you. It's amazing. I want to just get right into it. So okay. Like, tell us like just about your beginnings. Let's start with that.
0: Sure. Um, uh, about the book, about escorting?
1: About – Well, let's start with your life. I know that okay. you uh, grew up in
0: Canada. I grew up in Canada. Yeah, I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, I moved to the U.S. about 14 years ago. And um, I used to be a professional dancer, which is why I moved here. And then my. uh, Yeah, that's what I studied, and then uh, I moved to Las Vegas to get some work there, and I lived in Las Vegas for eight years, uh, dancing on the Strip, um, doing some work out there, and then uh, about four weeks ago, I made the move out to L.A., so... When
1: you say dancing on the Strip, were you dancing in shows?
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, dancing in shows on the Strip, and then doing some freelance work, and then um, you know, I started in the adult entertainment industry about four years ago, starting with... uh, escorting and then that led into doing work in porn and that just kind of took over and traveling took over so I sort of left that whole world of dance and I'm um, focused on this new stuff so
1: how does that like at what point does that hit your radar like oh the adult industry is there like have mm, you thought about a career when you
0: college? need money really bad okay so it's, <laughs> it's <a much> financially <laughs> yes I think it always is pretty much so,
1: how, did that, how did that start uh
0: I think it was just, I went through a breakup when I was about 20, I think 28 years old and um, you know, I kind of was in a place where I need a lot of money uh, quickly and the idea of escorting sort of had come to me, you know, it seemed uh, interesting, intriguing and it had been offered before and um, I just thought, well, why not do it? it? You know, I think, I just thought it was, yeah, I had these ideas in my head and I was like, let's give it a try. So I needed money, I was I was single and um, I decided to try it out worked. It, yeah, it took How off. Did,
1: did it take off right away? How does that start?
0: Mm, uh, you know, it did take off right away, living in Las Vegas. And, when you look the way you do. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> you know, uh, th- there's someone for everyone. And I guess I appealed enough to enough people that uh, I was able to, you know, I put an ad up online and people started calling and... Um, It just, yeah, it kind of took off from there. That's amazing. It was easy, really. And now with the internet, you know, it's not about putting ads in the back pages of CD, like, you know, smut magazines or whatever. It's you put an ad on these legitimate sites and people, yeah, make an appointment with you. Sure. Mm.
1: And so... Throughout your experiences, you've been documenting them, because, mm-hmm. you know, and now you have a book out called Money's on the Dresser. Yeah. I want to – There's, I have so many questions. I uh-huh. have so many questions. <laughs> for you. It's so, it's so <clears throat> crazy to me. Yeah. I love it. Is there – what surprises did you or do you encounter while escorting? Mm,
0: uh, I think the biggest surprise that happens time and time again is just um, – I for what I offer, I think it's more of a boyfriend experience and these men who contact me f- – You know, they come from all different kinds of backgrounds. And for example, like, uh, you know, people that come to you and they've never been with a man. So, and they're like in their 40s or 50s. And they're like, this is something I've always wanted to try. And I, you know, and you can tell this is, you know, they've had a, it's a big buildup. And you're just kind of like, oh, it's a lot of pressure, you know. And um, I'm just trying to do
1: with that pressure. Like, do you ever feel pressure?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just like, we're here for an hour. Let's just get to it. I try not to think about it too much, because if you overanalyze it in your head, then it's just going to probably be a poor performance. So, um, you know, there's a story in the book of a guy that um, had uh, multiple sclerosis, and he was paralyzed from the neck down. And, you know, he could feel things, but he couldn't move. And he was a virgin. He'd never been with a man before. And he wanted to be with a guy because he was 27 years old. Um and he said decided to save up his money. He came to Las Vegas with his nurse and um he called me. So and I kind of knew about his health before I I got to the room. But then you know I get to the room and he's like attached to all these machines and he's in bed. His nurse is there and just kind of like You know it kind of hits you and you're like oh, wow okay. So I like that movie. With yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, Phillips and more Hoffman. Yeah what's oh, that? What's he in it? I think he was. Somebody thought I stole that story from that movie. I was like, no, it happened to me before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was a similar story. So um, when you have um, experiences like that, it's kind of it's a lot of pressure, and you you kind of—I don't think people realize that that's kind of that's a lot of what escorts do. You're providing um, an experience for people, where else are they going to get this um, kind of intimacy and this interaction with someone? So
1: how does something How does an experience like that change you, or how do you feel about it? Is it just a job, or do you actually think about it later?
0: Yeah, well, it makes you feel very small and my it, for me, it makes you feel it kind of humbles you it's not small well <laughs> it makes you feel like uh, I, it just makes you f- feel very humble and it, I end up feeling very guilty for bitching and moaning about so many things in my life when you look at someone like that who can 't move. And he's never, you know, been with another man, which he's always desired. And you're just kind of like, "Wow, I should really be thankful for more things," because yeah, you know,
1: think about it, like, <laughs> you know, those like orphans that have never been touched—they're like, oh, right, they're, like right. two years old and they're just like, laying there. And then, you know, fucking Mother Teresa comes, tells them, and "They're like, oh, yeah, exactly." Like, think about it. Did he have a good time?
0: Oh yeah, totally. And um, uh, the funny thing is, after. The book came out, he called me, and then, um, we missed, we kept missing each other, and then I finally called him back, and we were talking, he's like, I just read the book, and, um, I wanted to call you right after I read my chapter, but I couldn't stop crying for about two hours. Oh. You know, I was just like, oh, God, and, cause the, reading the experience he said was exactly how he remembered it, and he, and he's a, um, Uh, he's a lawyer. He has his own practice now, which I thought was amazing. Um, And he's like, aside from passing the bar, my experience with you was the most meaningful thing I'd ever experienced. So you just hear that and you're just kind of like, Ugh, it makes it's, it's a lot of things so
1: yeah what I love about the book is that it's, it, it is surprising and it's it, it doesn't really it almost doesn't even matter where you stand on the topic of adult entertainment mm-hmm. it's more of a human journey I mean you do yeah. have specific and fun stories right. but you're definitely talking about your feelings yeah. toward them and that you're not like a soulless you're not just yeah. going through the motions
0: right yeah that's kind of why I wrote the book you know I really wanted to destigmatize to um, sex work and which I think especially in our culture is just really looked down upon and sex in general is, is really taboo. And Sad, it, isn't it? it it's, yeah, because people are really missing out. I think. I
1: think so too. Sex is good and it's, it's healthy. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, I just think it's essential, and it's not only sex. Like you said, it's uh, it's also intimacy. Because right? Because you mm-hmm. offer boyfriend experiences? Mm-hmm. Can you just tell our listeners like what a boyfriend experience entails? The like,
0: boyfriend exp- uh, Every escort offers something different, and um, some of us offer something called the boyfriend experience. So it's not about um, coming to us. And looking for a certain kind of fetish or a sexual need met. It's more about um, spending time, having intimate experience with you know conversation, um, maybe dinner, you know, chemistry, um, talking. You know, it's kind of it's like going on a date with someone, sort of. You know, for that hour, you have that fantasy, you have that experience, and it's not about coming in there and you know going for full on penetration. It's not about that. You know, well sometimes, but. Not always
1: how often does a date result in sex
0: um, for the most part, to some extent, some type of sexual you know interaction happens, but honestly, it's a very, very small part. I would say it's about fifteen, twenty percent of the overall experience with a, with someone, oh. and sometimes not at all.
1: yeah, yeah I think you're providing a, a service that helps people not feel lonely. Right. I mean, I think that's what, I mean, a lot of people just crave it. I know when I've been single, mm-hmm. you know, like I really miss somebody. Yeah. Maybe I'll go get a massage or like you miss that human touch and yeah. interaction. And it, it's things that your friends and family can't give you. Yeah. It's something completely different. Uh, is it hard to be in, in a relationship when you when you have this career?
0: Um, I think it can be for some people and uh, I I, I – I've come from a place where people are pretty open-minded about this kind of stuff, you know, living in Vegas and being in LA, San Francisco, New York. And I think especially in the gay community, there's not as much of a stigma about doing what I do, even though there are a lot of gay men who probably look down on sex work and guys who do porn, like, you know, and I, I get it. But at the same time, it's not all like that. So I haven't had too many problems with doing what I do and being in a relationship because I go into my relationships with everyone knowing everything. And so there's no secrets. and. I I don't think it's been a huge problem.
1: but it, do, you, do you date a lot? Um, or do you have a boyfriend?
0: I don't have a boyfriend right now. You know, i was seeing someone for about a year. And I've had a few boyfriends. Dating kind of scares me. I don't know. I, I think I'm, I've always kind of wanted a relationship. But I'm at a point now in my life where I'm kind of like, I would like to just let it happen. You have dogs though, right? I do. I have two dogs, yeah. What are their names? Uh, Finnegan and Faust. Oh, they yeah. need to
1: have a play date with Henry immediately. Yes. Uh, Henry's not here right now. Mm. Mm, I love him um, So give us Okay Give us one of your Best experiences mm-hmm. Escorting And I also want to talk About porn mm-hmm. But I want to talk I mean money. Money's on the dresser Is your book And you It's talking mostly About escorting Right And so give us One of your best experiences And worst experiences
0: Best experiences Oh god Um. You know Sometimes you have An experience where And it's not even So much about the way They look You know it's just about having a good sexual chemistry and for some reason the conversation flows and there's passion and there's chemistry and um the sex is good so i'm trying to think of a specific right now and i'm saying overall those kind of experiences are always really enjoyable and they don't always happen um i think probably maybe one of the worst ones that i had uh was when
1: in general it's a good you have good experiences
0: uh yeah more good than bad i would say you know but at the same time it's like in in porn i kind of do 25% of it's kind of awful 50% of it's just work and then 25% of it is fun and i would say the same thing with escorting uh so yeah a lot of times it is work and um you know well, a it lot it is of, a job uh, it is a job and i've you know there's a couple escort websites well actually just one in general where these men go on these forums and they talk about escorts cuz it's kind of like their life you know i don't think they have a lot going on and one comment that i've received three times was i just didn't feel like he was really into me and you know, it's never what I would ever want to give off. You know, I want to give them a good experience, but at the same time, like sometimes I'm not into them. Sometimes the chemistry may not be there, and it's not because I'm not trying. But maybe the conversation's not flowing. Maybe the sex isn't quite working. So it's sometimes it just can't be helped because we're humans. I
1: mean, view it as your job, right? right? I mean, I view I view what you do as part of an entertain, entertainment, mm-hmm. right? So. I, I just think of that about – sometimes I have to come on the air or have to be on TV or have to do something where I'm not into it. Like I'm having a bad day or whatever and then I'm just on and you're not going to know – But sometimes you you see a difference in me or you see a difference and it could be any job. You can have a desk job Mm -hmm. and something shitty happened to you that day. You don't have chemistry with your job. You don't have chemistry with your computer that day because it's malfunctioning and you're just in a different type of work where you have to interact one-on-one with someone Mm -hmm. and that makes it all the difference. Oh, (laughs) totally.
0: Especially when you're doing something as intimate as – or trying to give them that – Personal experience that they've built up in their mind, you know, and that's just right. such a huge deal. And exactly, and you know, maybe I, um, you know, had a, something shitty happen to me before. So, and you go in there already in a bad at, you know, a bad mood about something. So it's just difficult when you're dealing with um a one-on-one experience. that's so personal and and intimate. It, you know, it can be a lot of work and it can be rather tedious. But at the same time, I do have a lot of fun with a lot of the guys that sure. I see, and it, it's you know a good experience.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you. You know, life's too short to
0: not have fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just blow your money, call escorts, you know? Get blown. Exactly.
1: And so in what instance would you turn someone
0: down? Uh, Well, I think this goes back to maybe my worst escort experience. It's not not terrible. It's one experience that I walked out of where the guy, um, he was really young. And one problem I find with being an escort and seeing younger guys, you know, younger being like, I would say the 18 to maybe 30 range, and when they're good-looking, they kind of feel like they're doing me a service by, you know, being good-looking and hiring me. And this guy was, like, trying to haggle with me about my price and my rate or blah, blah, blah. And finally, we, we agreed on something, and he was like, well, it's my birthday. I should get some kind of discount. And I was just like... Right, entitled. Yeah, exactly. The younger guys and the hotter guys are entitled. So I went into it already, kind of annoyed with him. But we're hanging out, we're talking. The then
1: ugly, gross guys are just grateful.
0: Exactly, they're much more appreciative. So
1: I, don't, I mean, in a weird way, don't you appreciate working with guys like that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because when you go in there and they feel like they're doing me a favor, it just already kind of puts a bad taste in my mouth ugh yeah i don't know so this guy he like he had said that someone had given him um 15000 dollars the week before i don't know if you know if he was like full of shit or what and uh cuz he claimed to know all these like famous people in la and um so i stopped and i was like so you were haggling with over $100 with me When someone just gave you $15,000 in cash He's like well I'm just very frugal I'm really good with my money And I was just like you know what I could stay But I'll probably really hit myself in the morning Because you're kind of obnoxious So I just kind of like got up and I, I left And he's like no it's okay I'll give you money I'll give-. I was just like no I, I just yeah just
1: not worth It's it. not worth it I don't need the overtime No I
0: don't I'm going home I'm going to, I'm going to watch Netflix and totally. going to bed
1: Okay so how does it come about that you write a book like ha, ha, is is writing something you've always done
0: no not at all i'm oh, not really i you know i kind of i wanted to when i you know when the book the secret came out this sounds really cheesy but i read the secret and oh, you know the cheese on i know you know it's sad I feel, um but i wanted to i made a vision board you know back as years you know when A couple years ago when the book came out and one of the things was you know I was thinking about what I wanted for my life and I thought you know I want to write a book someday and I thought well what am I qualified to write about I'm like I have no idea and then the whole escorting thing started happening a few years later and I thought you know what I'm gonna write about this because I would actually I started doing porn shortly after the escorting and I was traveling a lot and I had a lot of time on my hands in airports and in hotel rooms and I was just kind of like these experiences started building and building and building and whenever I would tell someone something they'd be like you need to start writing a book about this and so i just decided to write about them and i sort of wrote them like as blogs or journal entries or whatever and i just compiled them and um made the book
1: it's great it's it's like i said before it doesn't matter where you stand on the topic it's it's really they're really human stories and they're fun and funny and Mm -hmm. you're witty and very well spoken thank you have you ever worked with a woman
0: um i have not worked with a woman one request that i get uh after being, you know, based in Las Vegas was, it's odd, I, I get some couples that come there, I've had, it's happened a couple of times where people have come to Vegas to get married, and they want to hire an escort, uh, their, um, the night before, or I don't know, some part of their, um, you know, experience in Vegas getting married, they want a male why, escort.
1: Hey, doesn't matter.
2: Hey, no
0: good. judgment, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, uh, so it's been offered a few times, and I've had some women hit me up, and... You know, I always kind of wish that I could do it, but I just don't think I could give them the experience that they want. Um, I did have an experience, uh, last month or in January in San Francisco. I, I, I dance, I've danced several times at the, a very famous theater called the Knob Hill Theater, um, where they have all new strip shows and live sex shows. So I, I've done that. I think uh, four times now and a lot of times girls will What's come What's up Nob Hill Theater? And Nob, I love I the Nob Hill Theater. It is truly what like sleazy sex in San Francisco is all about. It's a lot of fun and um, it's a very nice place. It's totally clean. It's been renovated. It's a great place. The owners are amazing and I so I think
1: there's a misconception I think I, I, I mean uh, well finish your thing and then I want to talk about misconceptions about sex work and okay. like safe sex. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, so women sometimes come to this theater and a lot of times they can be Drunk and slightly obnoxious. But this one night, uh, I was there and, you know, we dance, we go through the audience, collect money, you know, we, you know, dance for tips. And, uh, husband and wife, or boyfriend and girlfriend came there. And, yeah, I guess they were both bisexual, or or the man was at least. Um, and he was really turned on. And, you know, we can kind of anything goes there. And the wife was just so turned on by seeing her husband turned on by me. And him and I started doing stuff. And, you know, um, she 's down with it she was down with it, she loved it. she just watched it, and I thought that was really cool that a woman could be turned on by seeing her husband with another man Like I know it exists, but for the most part i don 't think most women are okay with that, or i think they'd, yeah i don 't think they would be um, totally cool with that. <laughs>
1: There are gender roles sometimes in heterosexual relationships yeah. where it's like he's the you know he's the man, you're the woman. Yes, and,
0: and, and a woman on woman is fine. Society accepts right. that, Society but to right. think of a man with a man who's straight or but you know that's just, well, dude, just gross. Just
1: like the whole thing about a double standard, so exactly. Like you see two chicks that are drunk making out at a That's party okay having fun right like, you see two dudes you're gay yeah like, and that's man, a bad I thing even think that way. Like, yeah you know, it's weird dudes, for a, yeah I, I automatically think they're gay i never think oh they're just drunk being you know yeah like, but drunk frat guys
2: yeah well i can i see a lot of
0: men that are straight so i think that or claim to be straight or have or questioning their sexuality so it's not as black and white as we'd like to think
1: well i really applaud you because i feel like a book like this it does break stigmas, right? It does break misconception because, you know, a lot a lot of people do still fear coming out, yeah. they fear uh, talking about sex work. They fear talking about what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you encounter?
0: Um, I think one of the biggest ones is uh, that uh, I think a lot of people think that what I do, they think I'm Julia Roberts and I live the movie Pretty Woman, you know, and that uh, it's just a matter of time until Richard Gere comes along. Um, so I think a lot of people think that I'm seeing these men that are just billionaires good looking I'm flying around the world you know and just it's not quite as glamorous as that it's a little more gritty Yeah. so I think that's one misconception every time I tell a, or I talk to my friend or I tell a story m- a lot of my friends always say even years after knowing me they're like well was he at least hot and I'm like no they're never hot like you don't understand and it's not about that I'm okay with that but they always yes but they always think they're hot Right. It's
1: like like I think if people were to again and want to revert back to this, if people were to equate it with their own job, yeah. It's a lot of the same stuff.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of day. bullshit. <laughs> day of days,
1: bad days, bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's just a one on one experience. Have right. you had like a like a three way experience date? Is
0: oh yeah. You know, I've had five um, way experience dates. No, but
1: I mean like as a as an escort.
0: Oh yeah, like fun. I have one client that I've seen I think about four or five times now. Um, He has been doing this for years, and what he does is he flies um, a big group of... It's generally four to five guys. He flies... the same guys? No, he he rotates. He likes to see all of them. He likes new guys. He likes older guys. He likes bears. He likes twinks. He likes jocks. What he likes to do is he flies us all in. We spend... Uh, one whole day together in, um, I won't say where, and we, he just watches us go at it, and it's all porn stars and escorts, and he just sits there and he enjoys it, and sometimes he videotapes it, and it's just, it's all, it's a big show for him, and we just get to do what we want, and that's, I've, I've had a lot of experiences like That's
1: that. So great! Have you met a, uh, a lot of friends doing this?
0: Oh, totally! I met a lot of friends because you know when you have experiences like that and you're traveling with another escort, um, especially you know longer trips, you make you meet a lot of people that become who become you know a part of your life.
1: Have you become friends with any of your clients?
0: Oh, totally! A lot of them.
1: Any that you don't see as clients anymore that have just become your friends?
0: Um to an extent i think there's still maybe an expectation because a lot of people don't understand those boundaries so i have to establish those boundaries because a lot of people think again a lot of times the better looking ones sort of think well i paid that one time but this is somehow going to become a regular thing and you um, know i just no no no, no. no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, t- let's talk about like safe sex okay expectations do you have any um uh, this is one of the misconceptions I think, like uh, that safe sex doesn't exist in the gay world, and it does What? So really, does. <laughs> but also like you're talking about the knob Hill theater, how it's clean, how it's how you know you act dirty, but it's not a dirty place,
0: right, you know what I mean um, yeah, it's totally sleazy, but the floors are mopped, and the upholstery's new, and um <laughs> the stage gets cleaned every night, uh so it's dirty condoms. oh yeah, totally uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, do, is that important to you to keep it safe?
0: Uh, y- yeah, you know, especially for what I do, um, but, you know, there's always going to be a risk factor, so that's something that I had to accept, which was really difficult. I had a lot of sort of breakdown in my first year or two because, you know, you just hear horror stories and, you know another friend tells you they're HIV positive and you, but I just kind of came to the point where I was just like, you know, it could happen. Stuff, you know, stuff happens. It's, it's a, it's a risk factor. It's the same thing if you're a policeman or a firefighter, or you know, it's just, it's, it's a just part like of the job. It's it yeah. it a
1: part of it and, you know, uh, you know, we, we're huge advocates of safe sex on this on this show. So mm-hmm. also I just wanted to talk about really quick. I've been watching a lot of logo because of RuPaul's drag race and <laughs> they have Aura quick, which is oh, yeah. uh, it's like a twenty minute you can do it at home HIV yeah. test. Uh-huh. that's really important to know. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens after escorting? Like yeah. you know, like is there a shelf life?
0: Uh totally. There's a there's a shelf life. I don't have an answer, you know, people ask
1: I mean, you have a long way to go.
0: Uh, I'm hoping, you know, I kind of came into the industry looking like a twink, and you know, I was in my late mid late 20s, and then sort of gained some weight, started going to the gym, transitioned my look, and then maybe hopefully transition into maybe a daddy look or whatever. So it does have a shelf life, but everyone' experience is different.
1: So I'm still. You know who Christopher looks like to me, guys? He looks like a hot version of Bob Harper. From the big, like a better looking. Person.
0: Oh, the, someone came up to me in a, a club. Two I guys. Your hair and the beard. I didn't know who he was, yeah. and these two guys came up to me and they're like, "Hey, Bob." I was like, "What?" Yeah. Bob,
1: you have his like physique too.
0: And they're like, "Don't people call you Bob?" From you know, I, was, I had no idea what they're talking, and so I took out my phone and I googled him, and yeah, I can I can see the resemblance. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. It's mostly the hair, but you also have his physique. Right. Guy, he just came out recently, so good. Really price. cool. Yeah. Does this okay? So. Uh, might doing this hinder any future business endeavors for you, or where does it, um, go, where does it go from here?
0: Uh, with you. I can just be a, like a madam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just wait, with the, me doing what? Say that again?
1: Just future business endeavors. Is right. there some is, is there oh. stigma attached to
0: Uh behavior? Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, if someone. Uh, people always ask me, what would you tell someone who wants to go in escorting and porn? And I would say, you know, if you're looking to go in education, politics, Probably you shouldn't do it. Um, (laughs) So I think I probably won't be a kindergarten teacher, and I probably won't be the president. Um, I have no idea. You know, I don't have a, a... an answer as far as what I'm going to transition into um, but
1: transition into a woman
0: I could yeah you know I might get bored with you this whole man I mean, thing I
1: he's a kindergarten teacher and I know you know him because he lives in Vegas uh-huh. you know Stephen Wayne who plays Cher in Diva oh yeah Vegas? totally yeah kindergarten teacher yeah also. and I think
0: it's so great in Vegas you know female impersonator or you know school teacher by day female impersonator
1: by night yeah does being in this industry affect your relationships with, like, family at all, or friends? Um, Well, friends... Is, I mean, it's pretty recent for you. It wasn't. This wasn't always... Right. You've only been in it, like, four years?
0: Yeah. Uh, friends, not so much. You know, coming from Be- Vegas, dancing in, you know, topless shows or whatever, having friends that are strippers, you know, dancers or whatever, uh, it really was a non-issue. I think, if anything, I've had friends that have had friends who have or family members that are concerned that they're hanging around with someone who does what I do. And, you know, honestly, I feel like, you know, that's just where they're at and that's what they believe and that's fine. Uh, as far as family, uh, as soon before the book came out, I decided to tell my family because there was a book out. I had no idea if they were going to find out, but I just needed to get that off my chest. And so I told my brother, two of my brothers and one of my brothers told, um, my mom and you know, the rest of my family. And so it went okay. It, you know, it's somewhat of a positive experience, but we don't talk about it just because they're very conservative and sure. they're completely different lifestyles. So I have no idea where they stand on it. We just have it, So we haven't. It might just be okay. Sure, we'll go with that.
1: Just go with that. Yeah. Um, so you say, toward the end of the book, you say that you had to let go of a lot of the ideas of what sex was. Right. What were those ideas and how has that changed?
0: I think maybe just... That sex, certain things were right, and certain things were wrong um, and I think now I just kind of think you know we're all at different places, and anything goes as long as the other person is consenting, and nobody's getting hurt i I just i don't really have any judgments or hang ups about it, and every time that I get presented with something new as far as you know a client wanting to do a certain thing because some of the things are kind of out there, I always. I always uh, kind of let it marinate and think about it and contemplate it and try to see myself doing it. I never say no to anything. I I, I always try to at least consider it, <laughs> and sometimes I do it, yeah. and then sometimes I just, yeah, yeah I say, uh, sorry, I don't think I can do that. So, Fine.
1: Yeah, and that's good. Sex, I like. I think sex just should be healthy. It's it's a part of our life. Yeah, it is. Masturbation. That's that's how we were
0: we were made. Did and you know we were, that? That's how we was made. Yeah,
1: it wasn't a stork, which is <laughs> it was not a stork. And I just, I really applaud what you do because I Thanks. think you're really breaking down some barriers mm-hmm. um, for the for the industry. Yeah, and so I think it's great. Uh, Money's on the dresser is available at christopher-daniels.com uh, for our international listeners. Amazon.com is probably your best bet. Um, you also have an X-rated site, ctopherdaniels.com. You can follow Christopher at Daniels on Twitter at for Daniel's Vegas on Facebook and we're going to give you guys those links again. We hang out with us for a little bit. Definitely. All right. I want to talk about I just first of all that was fun. I love that I love what you do i just think that you're just doing a great job thank you but you have a couple titles too right
0: uh yeah yeah rentboy.com you know it's one of the biggest escorting websites in the world for male escorts and um they have a kind of a hooker pageant every year and i ran for mr san francisco last year i won that and then we went on that was the regional one then we went on to the all the regional winners go to the international competition where i won the title of the mr international escort of 2013
1: you're also the Hemingway of hookers. I yes, yes, sure. <laughs> so, That's cool. So is there? do you have any appearances coming up where people can see you?
0: Um, I'm trying to think.
1: Well, if you're I, a guy, <laughs> you have money that you don't want to haggle, you can go to rentboy.com.
0: That's right. I will be at the um, the 2014 Hooky Awards, which is the Escorting Awards in New York uh, in March. I'm going to be handing down my crown
2: and stepping down.
1: Dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Able to fulfill your duty, I was.
2: Yes, yes,
1: that's yes. awesome. I want to bring months back in. All right. Are we going to talk? I mean, obviously, the biggest news story of the week is well, not the biggest, but the biggest entertainment news story is the Oscars. Yeah,
2: can I jump in before that with uh, another news story? Yeah, so this one we had talked about earlier in the year and it kind of came to fruition. So, back last spring, I think it was, uh, remember Jason Collins, he was the NBA athlete, yeah, um, who came out. Um, on the cover of sports illustrated so nba paulie poly, uh paulie's a big sports guy for all of our fans who know that oh uh paulie po- what <laughs> nba what sport is that
1: um necess- uh, <laughs> national, necess- baking national baking association, association. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: are you a big nba fan christopher God no no okay sorry oh my god I <laughs> forgot to get to
1: Christopher's fan question oh oh no, you did. finish your story so
2: um Jason Collins who who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated he was the first openly uh, active gay player in any of the you know major sports in the U S he played for the first time last Sunday as a member of the Brooklyn Nets and so he became the first ever openly gay person in the U S to play a sport so kudos to Jason Collins Congrats.
1: I hear that next by next year we will have two openly like an openly gay Basketball player and football player.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that Bowl's that would hot. be pretty awesome. <laughs> <The ball's hot. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, can we just go back? I know this is like kind of weird, it's, like out of out of uh, tune, but I do want to get to your fan questions because we okay. have a lot of fans. They hit us up. Uh, Vlad said, "You obviously look great. Mm. What workout tips do you have?" Um, my, that's that's in my mind. That's Vlad's voice. Armin, <laughs> you obviously look great. What kind of workout tips do you have?
0: I would. Uh, workout tips. I hate working out i i don't enjoy it uh so i would just say but you do i because i have to because my job depends on it you got to look good and um i have a really hard time uh i struggle to keep weight on and to you know get uh maintain People what I have
2: you right now no but you I know, but you pay. know what
0: if I had a 9 to 5 job I would not have my, get my ass in the gym because it's hard if you have a 9 to 5 job it's like 10 hours every day traveling you know and getting to the gym it's a lot of work but I have more time so honestly my biggest thing is just get your ass in the gym I've been able to That's not his biggest thing well no his second biggest thing uh, you know I've been able to like hire some trainers and just I used to do CrossFit training until my body started falling apart and now I just kind of do more um, uh, overall body workout and yeah, I really don't have that much knowledge about it. I just say get get dressed to the gym. What about eating? Eating? (laughs) I I actually don't like eating, I don't enjoy it for some reason. Like your and whole life, for just restricted? my whole life, like oh, you're
2: one of those. Kids. I'm one of, yeah. My
0: that's a, yeah. I never understood it. And my sister told me like all my brothers would eat so much food, and I would just have like a slice of cheese and like a piece of meat and a slice of Mom bread. Mom Dad were like,
2: "He's gay." Yeah, they
0: they <laughs> annoy. It, and so that's the other thing. And I would just I don't I don't eat a whole lot. You know, these are very helpful tips. This is just kind of <laughs> my my story.
1: Jerry would like to know what would your ideal partner be like.
0: Ooh, well he 'd have to be hairy he'd have to be a bear ideally I I'd go for all types but i i like i like bears um so but honestly I like a sense of humor I like someone that i don't like someone that is one dimensional with their sex like i don't i can't be with someone who only identifies himself as you know one position or one you know top bottom whatever it has to be they are want to do all of it so open it Fun. Yeah, and just okay. willing to experience all of it, you know? Um, so I prefer to go, I generally go for older guys, um, darker coloring, not so much into the pale blonde guys. Uh, so I go for the opposite. Um, so for me, that's it. But honestly, like, I just, I'm trying to lower, or have no expectations, just kind of.
1: It's better. It's better to it have is. expectations. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I got rid of those. I found my feet. There you oh, go. It's yeah. Crazy. Uh Adam hi Adam would like to know what career goals do you have? Career goals kind of touched on that earlier, Yeah kind of you know I have no idea I don't have a
0: you know I'm not preparing to go to school to become blah 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 I you know I wrote this book just cuz I I wrote the book because I wanted to just you know sort of do something else to add to this career of adult entertainment um so I don't have a a clear answer for you so
1: there you go. Cool. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thank you guys for the fan questions. Yeah, thank you. We try to get to as many as possible. Sometimes we can't, but again, you can always hit up Christopher on Twitter at cetofordaniels for Daniels, and I'm sure he'll answer your questions. Yeah. Um, but check out his websites because they're really like they're really good. If you want to order the book, Christopher-Daniels.com, and for international uh, listeners, Amazon.com, and you have an X-rated site where they can see you and all your glory. All the naughtiness. All the naughtiness. Yeah. cetofordaniels.com. for Daniels.com. I've yeah. been on that one. <laughs> um, and also this week, uh, the Oscars. The Oscars are this week, and it's the uh, you know the crown jewel of the movie industry.
2: And so we had to catch up on some of the movies. So um, yeah, but we
1: caught up this week because we hadn't seen anything, and then we got a bunch of DVDs. Luckily,
2: we so we saw one of the ones we saw was Dallas Buyers Club, and my thought on that one is I love a good rom com.
1: Uh, and so, uh, cool.
2: it it was a romance between uh, Matthew McConaughey's character and Jared Leto. Jared Leto, that friendship was unexpected, and I thought, you know, there's love in the air in that uh, one. So it know. was. But Matthew McConaughey killed in that yeah, performance. Gonna, um, you think he's
1: going to win for best actor? I really think he, I mean, he might. Any of these movies, <laughs> No, sorry.
2: That's okay. He um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I had I had called him for dead a long time ago because he'd done just so many lame romantic comedies for so long, <laughs> and I, I loved him. You know, he started out with uh, one of First, at least, was a time to kill, which he he killed at him and Sandra Bullock. And you know, look at where they are now. And so, he um, he just did a bunch of lame romantic comedies. And and uh, you know, he came back with him,
1: this one, yeah, is that he's able he was able to transition from being like the quote unquote hot guy into the serious actor, in oh, not really hot as an actor, anymore. yeah, right. I but mean, he, he's not known as the hot guy anymore. One you of the
2: things I mean? in Dallas Buyers was he was totally believable as that character. Like, and you know, like sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief, but for him, he was so committed to his role. He lost so much weight, you know, how much weight? Like 40 pounds or whatever. And he, he just, he looked emaciated the whole time. And I know a lot of it was, um, you know, makeup, but he looked, he looked fantastic for, you know, for that role.
1: Yeah. I kind of hate when people do that, though. like... <laughs> Oh my god, he lost 40 pounds and he got paid like 20 million, so <laughs> fuck your 40
2: pounds. <laughs> well, I, I, on the Golden Globes, when there was that line where you know, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were hosting and they said, Matthew McConaughey lost 40 pounds to um, to be in Dallas Buyers Club, or as actresses like to call it, being in a movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we so, saw Gravity, we talked about that last week.
2: Yeah, we so, saw uh, we saw Frozen, American which... Hustle. Uh we saw American Hustle. uh one thing I loved about Frozen uh, my friend Chris and I were talking about this the other day but it's it's a great you know Disney movie and a great you know princess movie, but it's a princess movie where the the princess was not saved by a knight in charming, shining armor. <laughs> And so, you know, for one of the first times, she was saved by her own sister and they kind of saved each other. And I ended up he- hearing some interview last night um, with the composers, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, who were nominated for Let It Go. Um, but the storyline kind of came about when they wrote Let It Go and they realized they would humanize the Snow Queen. Because in the actual book, they're not sisters. In the actual story, the Disney adapted and totally Disney fied it because now they're sisters and there's more what are they character. In the- it's a little girl and the snow queen like kidnaps her brother and it's kind of that kind of adventure. It has
1: they have no kind of relationship like that. I love Frozen. I think it's so good. I think it, you know why they call the the last two princess movies? Why they're not called like like something to do with the princess? The other one being Tangled. The other one being Tangled. So Tangled and Frozen uh Tangled is Rapunzel and Frozen is the Snow Queen, but they changed the titles so it would appeal to boys. So and they also add like a comic relief character. So in Frozen, it's Olaf the snowman. And my I have, I have an opinion on Olaf. Like Olaf, I thought could have gone the way of other
2: characters where they have sidekicks that just become annoying. But Olaf rid the rode the line of just funny enough, but not too much. Because if he was around any more, I would have wanted to melt
1: him i love it i just feel like it's reverting back to the old disney days where they just break out into song for no reason which is how life should like be. that's what i mean hello that's what i want to do are
0: you a musical theater queen
2: like
0: <laughs> take out the word musical theater and you got something there
1: <laughs> i think people think i am because when i used to do my old show we had a lot of um well we had a lot of broadway stars on uh-huh. so i learned a lot about it i didn't know a lot about it growing up or anything. I mean, mm. Rent, I knew, but other than that, I didn't know anything. Um, But doing research, I kind of fell in love with it a little bit.
0: Yeah, because you've done jazz hands like at least five times since I've been here. (laughs) Yeah, and you have the posse hat on, so it's really weird.
1: Observant. (laughs) Why I am dressed like Miss Saigon. Unfortunately, you guys don't have we – we're not in our studio. So we're not on camera. Will you come back when we're in the studio? Oh, totally. So everyone can see you? Yeah. It's fun. All right. Let's do some picks. All right. All right. And, and if you don't know these, just guess. All right. Okay. <laughs> so we have our ballots in front of us. We're not going to tell you all of the uh, nominees. So best picture. Oh, wow. Uh, out
2: of best picture, that's – I don't know. That's going to be tough. I, I'm going to go with 12 Years a Slave. Mm. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm going to go with American Hustle.
0: Kate Gra- Is Gravity the Sandra Bullock one? Yes. Okay. That's the only one I saw, so I'm going to go with that, because I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wasn't, it, wasn't it amazing? It was, a, yeah. One of the things, and I only... It took me, like, halfway through the movie to notice, there were only two people in the movie. Yeah.
0: And it's amazing, like, a movie with so much silence and so little going on, like, was able to, like, really capture it. Like, the entire audience, you know, the movie, the theater was just, like, silent. Everyone... It was incredible just to hear like silence watching nothing go you know i don't know <laughs>
2: and and it was amazing to me because it, it, a few moments during the movie i forgot that i was in a the theater i thought i was in space yeah. because it was there was no frame of reference the whole time yeah it was it was really well done it was completely believable yeah. And it was really well <laughs> held
1: I love that she was flying through space, like literally flying through space, and then took off her helmet and not a hair was out of her. Head. She looked flawless. She had one tiny, beautiful scratch. On her Perfectly placed scratch. And she's going down, like she's fucking going down
0: in that China. I was did her body not break every time she like just was.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, when she tried to open a hatch and then she would fly off and like, hold on with one hand, <laughs> and then she she'd be, on be okay.
1: One hand and arms on her, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> or, or she's going down, like she's about to die. Or
2: right? she
0: like crawls out of the suit. And she's so frail and petite. I'm like, how did that bitch survive in space?
1: <laughs> or bad. she could read
2: Chinese enough to make that launch <laughs> back into. Into the U.S. orbit. Yeah. Or the U.S. The Earth orbit. <laughs>
1: And then she's going dead. Like she's going Man, It's crazy. She's about to die. And she's like, it was a hell of a ride. That's not the dialogue. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But really good movie. Good. I love no, But, but I really we really love did you. Did yeah. Adrenaline rush. We're just bitchy queens though. So. Yeah. <laughs> An um, actor in a leading role.
2: So we got – I'll read them off because some of the audience probably would not know this. Uh, we have Christian Bale, Bruce Dern, Leonardo DiCaprio. I call him Leo. Chiwetel Ejiofor and Matthew McConaughey.
1: I'm going with Matthew McConaughey.
2: I have to agree because it, it was either for that or his role in you know one of his other How to Lose a Guy in
1: 10 Days. Or Magic Mike. Or Magic Mike. So. <laughs> he was really good in Magic Mike. Yeah, not so much in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> uh, not so much in Ed. <laughs> wasn't that oh, Ed Oh,
2: no, uh just call it was was it Ed TV or just Ed? I, don't remember. I think it was Ed TV. Yeah. I, I thought it was hear, good in
1: Ed TV. I do hear good things about Wolf of Wall Street. That's like my that's going to be like my runner up for best picture. Like that best might be picture? the sleeper. That might be the one that comes in and sweeps. There's in. no way. Even though people like There's the Academy no way. hates Leonardo DiCaprio. no best
2: picture is either 12 Years a Slave, Gravity, or um, it's not Gravity. Or American Hustle. Those are the three.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. All right, choice. Choice. Uh, Matthew McConaughey.
1: You want to guess?
0: Yeah, go, yeah. Her, him, sure.
1: Her. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch, Matthew McConaughey. she's gonna win. The one the long the hair. Gonna win that girl, man. The long hair uh, actress in a leading role. Amy Adams. Oh, go ahead. Go.
2: This is your job. Uh, Kate, <laughs> Kate, Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Judy Dench, or Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep's nominated. What's uh, that about? She,
1: Okay, I love Meryl. I'm going to be bitchy right now, and I'm never <laughs> bitchy on this show. <laughs> or in real life. <laughs> Over. Um, I love Meryl Streep, and it pains me to say this, but that I, I can't watch her in that movie. Which movie is that? *Missed uh- Osage County. Was that the one with Julia Roberts? Yes. Oh, Okay. It's like was it bad? At it's like fucking finest. Uh, it was.
2: It was unnecessarily dramatic. At times.
1: <laughs> it was, uh, there's no subtlety in her performance. And yeah. I'm like, you're Meryl Streep. Well,
0: maybe she needed a new vacation home. Like.
1: Yeah. Maybe she just like yeah. <laughs> she just needed a new vacation home. <laughs> in Palm Springs. So yeah. 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 She's like an uh, Oscar. Uh, Julia. I just bought some shit in the Hamptons. Uh, Julia, Julia was, was good. Julia's so good. Okay, I'm going with Kate Blanchett for actress for Blue Jets.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Kate Blanchett. So, I'll um, go with
0: Sandra, but I, yeah. Sandra sure. But Pauly, you saw like Blue Jasmine.
1: Jackson. Yes, and that's yeah. amazing. She's, she, liked it. Uh, she is unbelievable. Love, love, love her.
2: Um, Let's talk about makeup and hairstyling. One of my favorite things about this category is not only is Dallas Buyers Club and the Lone Ranger nominated, but so is Jackass Presents. Yes, bad grandpa. Prosthetics. Oh. <laughs> um
1: prosthetics. So really excited to watch the Oscars again this year. Oscars is always kind of a fun you know, fun night. Excited to see – who are you most excited to see on the red carpet?
2: Oh, on the red carpet? I was going to say in the show, one of – More importantly, the red carpet. One of, the former, one of your former guests, Adina Menzel, is performing, right? Yeah,
1: Adina's going to sing Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah.
2: Let it go. I was going to ask how, how it went, but I didn't need to cue you. Everybody knows. Who am I most excited to see? Uh, I love Sandra Bullock in anything, but you know the one who's been kind of stealing the, the red carpets lately is Lupita Nyong'o.
1: Yeah, her style from Years a Slave. Oh, by yeah. the way, they, we don't even have to talk about supporting actor and actress because she's going to win and so is Jared Leto. Yeah. Like, there's no way they're not. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see Kate Blanchett because she's gorge and I don't know. I yeah. just love what she takes some risks. I like when people take risks.
2: Yeah, Sandra Bullock, I, I, I just think she, she classes it up for the Oscars, so it's it'll be good to see her. She's a
1: classy broad.
2: <laughs> and June Squibb, of course, just because I like I saying say your name. Who that is. June squibs in Nebraska. Squib.
1: All right. Well, that is our Oscars. We're going to talk to you guys. We're going to have an Oscars recap next week and we're going to have our, you know, Oscars party again. So, we're going to talk about that. Um, we want to get to our head of the week. So, we were fortunate enough to go to Monterey in Monterey, California in January and my head of the week is the Portola Hotel and Spa. One of the things I love about that
2: resort location is is just where it's located. It's right on the bay. It's right in the middle of downtown Monterey. So much so that I was able to one morning, you guys were all asleep. I went kayaking um, by myself, and luckily I went without Polly because I was like forty feet away from otters and sea lions. And when Not I do that, otters like in the bear community, <laughs> like, like otters, like the animals. <laughs> yeah. And once once I went with Polly, and he acted like he loved it, but as soon as we got onto land, he was like, I
1: never want to do that again because we were way too close to those animals and they could kill us. Here's the deal. I love kayaking. I hate anything in bulk. So when you have f- so, five hundred So you don't lions, like Costco,
2: is that what you're saying? No, I like
1: that kind of stuff. I'm saying every like if, if you have one bee, you're not afraid. If there are a hundred bees <laughs> you're afraid. If there was one sea lion, I don't give a shit. There are 500 sea lions laying on top of each other right next to you. And I'm like, you piss one of them off? You're going down. (laughs) Like, they can hold your ass down and not getting back up. That shit kind of – I know that they're, like, super dormant, but that just scares me. Any kind of animal in, like, bulk scares me. What does our therapist say about this one? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I think you should
2: go. <laughs> They're fine. This is out in being in nature. I don't like it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't
1: want to be. No, I'll just give me a kayak and a swimming pool. <sighs> I
2: also got lucky because I get to do a, with me. A, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I got to do a spa treatment at the Portola Hotel and Spa, and they had a, a great masseuse there who was kind of giving me all these like, like holistic medicine kind of approach to life, which I thought about a lot, like my posture, which I should sit up right now. And, uh, <laughs> He's literally hanging on his chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to like three chairs <laughs> But as I'm talking about that, yeah, so a great facility over at the Portola. Yeah,
1: you know what I loved was the restaurant, Jack. That was, I think that was my favorite experience at the hotel because we went with uh, – our, well, former guests, the uh, two actors that we love, Eva Tingley and Peter Nikos, and Peter and I went for it with oysters.
2: We had like two dozen oysters at our table. Oh, my God. And the uh, main courses were so good. We had some some steak, and
1: uh, yeah, I loved it. That was a cool little getaway because we did a few other – we went to Talbot Vineyard's. And Talbot Vineyards is a, it's a winery, but the guy Robert Talbot who owns it collects these old cars, like these old like push cars. They're like kids' cars, yeah, metal cars that kids used to use in the 30s. And, and in like hanging yeah, from and the ceiling.
2: What's the show with Opie and um the uh, the little a, the I'm little as rascals as the little rascals? It was the, those kinds of cars that they would use in that I'm show. You
1: could say that because that's kind of an Asian tongue twister. Not the riddle <laughs> So is I love you So I'll stop saying that <laughs> We went to this cool Olive oil place Called the quail and the olive And we bought this Trouble oil that's fucking crazy. And there was that Cool
2: British lady there What was her name Like Olivia Newton-John Or something But
1: she reminded me Of Helen Mirren
2: she reminded me of Helen Mirren. I told you she looked like yeah, Helen Mirren. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And um, they had, like, all kinds of infused olive oil, like garlic-infused, basil-infused, some fantastic balsamic vinegars. So we ended up taking home a truffle olive oil. And
1: you can't serve it because it smells – it's so strong, so you can't really, like, have it out. Like we put it on something a couple weeks ago
2: and just put a couple drops on it and we were like – this is like having so many truffles. Here's the deal
1: though. You think – because Christopher smelled it before we came on the air. You think it's going to last with you? Like you think it's like when you go to the stinking rose and you eat that garlic stuff and it just lasts all day? It doesn't. Like you just eat it and it goes away. It's Mm. so good. No heartburn, nothing. Um the, one of the coolest experiences we did up there in Carmel was this place called Refuge. And and the way Refuge works, it has three stages. So first you go for five to ten minutes
2: in like a steamed sauna. And then stage two you run into a cold plunge for like 10 to 60 seconds and then you spend 15 minutes uh during the relaxed stage and they have fire pits they have jacuzzis they have gravity chairs and so you just and you repeat that cycle like three or four times and just oh, kind of like relax <laughs> it's
1: this really cool place It's built into a mountain oh. and it's just it's a bunch of pools it's a bunch of steam rooms and like monks is saying you they they encourage you to do it as a cycle right so you know you do whatever like, steam first and then Cold plunge, oh my god, that's horrible. And you think yeah. it's
2: it's awful, but by the third or fourth round, your body somehow acclimates, which the body is just an amazing thing. You're in the steam room for 10 minutes, and as soon as you go in the plunge, you're okay. Like, your body is fine with it. It acclimates. You don't even need a towel right away. But then, like, it's just great for your pores, and it just mm. feels very, just cleansing. I hate
0: getting out of the shower, you know, because it's too cold. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> you can handle it. It's, uh,
1: it's really amazing that you go... I just think one of my favorite times, uh, parts of that weekend was sitting at Refuge. We had just four lounge chairs and we were at a fire pit. We're all wearing robes and towels. And we weren't saying anything. We were just looking up. And of course, you know, you're in the Carmel Mountains. Oh, so. that's the other
2: rule. And this was really hard for my co-host was you're not supposed to talk. Like they make <laughs> it a rule. Like they tell everybody, please do not talk to not lessen the experience for anybody there. And so, of course, we, we cheated and we whispered and, you know, we made gestures and whatever. But in general, people were not talking and it was actually uh, a wonderful experience. I would think we should go there more often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go there. Just like I saw a lot of people there just like reading. And, hey, you can go there and read "Money's on the Dresser." <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> can you get on Grinder? yeah, you can get on. Well, they <laughs> encourage electronics. They encourage electronic. That's good.
0: It's nice to have you know five minutes without your phone or your iPad.
1: But you should just go buy "Money's on the Dresser." <laughs> sure. Um, from author Christopher Daniel. On your Kindle too. Yeah, go to Christopher. What
0: you can get it on your Kindle too.
1: You can get it on your Kindle. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, um, or you can go to Christopher-Daniel.com immediately.com. Uh, you can follow Christopher at C Topher Daniels on Twitter at C Topher Daniels Vegas on Facebook. He is the Hemingway of Hookers. There you go. <laughs> there what you would go. You say? I'm the what of hosts. I'm the You're the um bestest. Oh. <laughs> the right. most bestest. Uh, uh, coming up, we have some of your favorite celebrities, some of your favorite queens from RuPaul's Drag Race that oh, started no. this week. Yeah, we Are the
0: new one. ones or, or the past season? Queens. We have the new Queens coming up. Oh, God. You know who okay. You like, who don't you like. Honestly, I watched the first episode, and I was like, that show's lost its edge. I'm sorry. First like, episode the, of this season. Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry. They broke up the introduction of all the Queens. It's kind of like, that's kind of what the, great, the best thing about the first episode is. You get to meet all of them, and there's that momentum, and they're excited, and they're like, already vicious and jealous, and now its I just think they're trying to stretch it out, and Okay, this is me being a bitchy queen about bitchy queens. Um, But I feel like these girls are trying so fucking hard and they are like trying to get spinoffs or something because they're all just on there giving it. And I was like, God, calm down. Like,
1: with all reality. Yeah, it does. It does. They start from a real place. Yeah. and, And then, like, even now, like, you can watch. Even like what we were talking about earlier, you can watch something like The Biggest Loser, and it's all product placement, it's right? Not yeah. Anymore, or any Real Housewives franchise, they're all hawking their good.
0: Yeah, but we, like, yeah. The, but the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race, I know some of those queens, and like they had no idea what they were going into. So there was just like that realness about it. And now, when that one queen comes out and she gives that season six sickening and she's like death drop I'm just like calm down Jesus Christ (laughs) like you okay you, you already got it you're on the show you know
1: Logo's tough, like, because when you're watching Logo, and I love Logo, yeah. like, I love Ru- I still love RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I, you know what I love about RuPaul's Drag Race? It's not even the queens. It's that, I, I mean, we know RuPaul, and he's just the quickest,
0: yeah. wittiest person. He's very smart. World. Very
1: smart. And even on the show, he's super funny. Yeah. It's those little moments where I'm like, this show is so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It um, is. Yeah, I love it. I forgot what I was going to say now. But remember how harsh the lighting was on the first season? Oh, so you
2: watch it now, and you're just like,
1: damn!
0: But <laughs> oh. when it came, first came out, it was groundbreaking. You were just like, nobody had ever seen anything like that, and you're, it was
1: great. like RuPaul was sitting on the fucking sun <laughs> it was I guess, so I bright so it was so oh, okay. I have to say about logo is that that if you watch logo because i tape the golden girls you guys all know that's what's on my background like when i'm working it's mine's roseanne there's it friend, yeah is it? roseanne oh yeah oh my god yeah. roseanne's one of mine too i love it roseanne stands up yeah oh my god sarah gilbert oh dj forget it yeah uh, is that they play the commercials like oh, if I did, cut, yeah. like, basic dashing I know I it, it. again I'm gonna take
0: a they have cut I think like three or four minutes out of every episode of every sitcom on logos just so they can and I've heard that promo for RuPaul's Drag Dragon so I wanna fucking beat basic myself with this mic <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, I feel like they're all trying to like hashtag a saying. I'm just like yeah, calm down ladies yeah. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> <I'm> on not, no. <laughs> that note, really, that
1: was a really fun time. You'll come back more. Oh, definitely. Time. Thank, thank you. you. Get his book. It's really, it's a fun read, and it's an easy read. Get it on your Kindle. Get it on the sites. Monks, I love you. I love you too. Happy Oscar Sunday. Happy it's like Oscar, one of our holy days. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Take Bye. Care.
2: Bye. Dude up. Dude up.